Hi there, we're so glad you found us. Welcome to Embers, a podcast by Volo. We believe that when we support teens' emotional well-being, they discover who they are, what they stand for, and their capacity to bring light and love to the world. Volo creates spaces where teens can get away from it all, feel independent, unplug, and have fun. We are a place of belonging for youth to have deep conversations and feel empowered as they ignite a future with hope. Our circle is open to every race, gender, sexuality, ability, religion, and background. Embers is where, together with other teens, we share our stories as we navigate the waters between childhood and adulthood in an ever-changing world. We hope you'll join us here each month as we explore timely and compelling topics, fanning the embers burning in each of us. We are excited to be sitting down today with a student ambassador from the Yellow Tulip Project, a local nonprofit with values that align with VALA. We share a mission of opening up conversations that support mental health and well-being of young people. I'm Lila and I use she, her pronouns. I'm Levi, I use he, him pronouns. And with us today, we have a guest that I'd like to let introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Michaela and I use she, her pronouns. Can you tell us about the Yellow Tulip Project and how it was started? Yeah, so the Yellow Tulip Project is a nonprofit organization uh, that was started back in 2016 by uh, Julia and her mother, Suzanne, um, after Julia's two best friends committed suicide in high school. The organization really aims to support people who have been hurt by mental health problems, who are struggling with their emotional well-being, and we also aim to destigmatize what mental health is, because it's not something that's wrong with you. It's something that you have and that you are given and something that you're going to learn how to work with and that you're going to grow with. That's awesome. What's its goal as an organization? Yeah, so we really want to bring young people to talk about mental health and to share their experiences and inspire others to share their experiences. And in doing so, to inspire others to also get help with their mental health problems. We really want to make sure that everyone is safe, uh, supported, and stress-free, kind of feeling good about themselves. Those are really awesome goals. I'm curious, circling back to the name, what's the significance of Yellow Tulips and how did that sort of come around? Yeah, so Julia's two friends, one of their favorite flowers was a tulip and the other one had a favorite color, which was yellow. And they kind of just combine them as the Yellow Tulip Project. And we have our little mascot, whose name is Taffy. And I can't tell you how that name came about, but I think it's cute. That's awesome. (laughs) I've definitely noticed the Yellow Tulip Gardens seem to be a big part of your organization. And I've seen those pop up around schools and towns. And I was just wondering what the significance of those is and how they connect to the bigger meaning of your organization. Yeah, so our project is the Yellow Tulip Project, so it kind of makes sense that we'd have something to do with yellow tulips, but the gardens that you're referring to are called Hope Gardens, and it's really a community-building activity where all the students from school or members of community can come together and make something together and kind of grow in a bond that they have around this one garden that they all care about. Yeah, that's awesome. I know I've planted a yellow tulip and it's been cool because I remember you like write a message on the popsicle stick and then it's just like a definitely a team building experience. What are some of the biggest ways like you see mental health stigmatized? So mental health 
it kind of gives off an image, or at least it used to when I first started working with mental health, that people who had mental health issues fit into specific categories, that they were, you know, crazy, that they belonged in mental institutions, that they always wore certain clothing and that they acted certain ways and that all of them were kind of grouped into one people. But there's so many different faces to mental health. Um, people who have depression, anxiety, any of the mental health disorders that, that are out there, all of them have their own personality. And it's unfair to lump all of them into a group and say, this is how they behave, this is what they do, this is what they wear, because really it's not. I like to refer back to the saying of that one friend who's always smiling and always happy, that friend might not always be happy, right? And just assuming that they are happy because that's how they present themselves isn't fair to them because that's one of the ways mental health can really show. People will try to put on this nice, happy smile. They won't always look upset or sad if they have depression. They'll try to make everyone else feel happy and keep a happy environment so that they can kind of stay in a positive sphere. I've also definitely noticed a lot of the negative stereotypes that are associated with mental health. And I can definitely see some of what you're talking about almost in the environment around me. I definitely see a lot of people get grouped into categories like that. And it's really sad to see, especially since once you get to know them, it's such a more diverse, almost, I don't know the word for what I'm about to say, but everybody is different in their own way. And it's very unfair to group people like that. Yeah, I can kind of relate to you, Michaela, with it's not just certain type of group of kids who deal with mental health struggles. It really can be anyone. And kind of unmasking that can bring a group of people closer together. So I think that's amazing that the Yellow Tulip Project helps that. How have you seen the Yellow Tulip Project change communities' outlook on mental health? It's a really good question. And I've been very fortunate to grow up in communities where mental health is talked about and where there are always people who want to jump on helping people and creating a better community space. Personally, <laughs> when I first joined the Yellow Tulip Project, it was in middle school. And it was, I guess I joined it as kind of a class almost. I had a period where I would go in and sit with a group of other people who were interested in doing the Yellow Tulip Project. And we'd brainstorm and kind of talk about the statistics that we've seen. We've set up events like planting hope gardens. Community-wise, when I did my first hope garden in middle school, we had everybody come out. <laughs> and like you mentioned before, they all wrote something they were hopeful for on a popsicle stick. Mm -hmm. And we had cleared away this garden space out in front of the school. And we just got to enjoy the space that we were in, helping kids plant tulips. And, you know, they were happy to be out of class and doing something fun. And then they would cover it with the dirt and just they'd leave the ceremony with a lot of, you know, fondness, I guess. I did. I had a lot of fun during that event. Maybe it was because I was helping people. <laughs> it was really fun. Community in the Yellow to the Project is something that's super important. And as I've started working with them a bit more closely, now that I'm in high school, I've brought the project to my school in the form of a club. And initially we did, we did get traction. I mean, there were adults in the building who knew what the Yellow Tulip Project was and who were interested in helping and kind of hearing what the, what us children had to say. <laughs> um, 
And there are a lot of students as well who joined the club and joined the initiative and who are invested in what's going on. And there's just, there's a group of us now that we can just sit down at a table, kind of check off things that we're doing for the week, talk about what we want to be doing as a group, things that we want to introduce to the school. And we just, we've built a really strong community in that sense. Yeah, I remember planting my tulip. I've done it a few times and it is kind of like you get out of class so people are happy, (laughs) but it's kind of a chance for like the community to really come together. And I definitely saw that like the vibes were positive and it's just amazing like that you get to help out with that. Michaela, what strategies do you find work the best to help someone open up about mental health issues? And why do you think so many people keep them like buried and tucked away? Um, when I deal with someone who is having a rough patch in their emotional well-being, I like to take a non-confrontational approach. I like to let them know that I'm here for them if they want to talk, but I'm not, I don't, I don't like telling them that you have to tell me what's going on. Because you don't. Honestly, you get a more honest response if you just let them open up as they feel comfortable. A lot of people keep things buried really far down, either because they were taught to do so or because they're embarrassed about how they're feeling. And to try and pressure people into, you know, kind of releasing what has helped them feel safe and secure in themselves, it's it sometimes does more harm than good. So a natural progression of I'm here for you. If you want to talk, you can always talk to me. It's a safe space. And then just waiting to see if they come around. And sometimes they don't, which I mean is okay. If, if they're not a threat to themselves, I, I really don't think you should push and prod. Um, of course, you know, if you do suspect something is really going wrong, maybe you can give another nudge. But I, I honestly just prefer the approach of, saying, hey, it's, I know I've noticed you've been upset recently. Is there anything you want to talk about? You know, if not, that's totally fine. Just know that I'm here for you. I'm a safe space. You can talk to me about whatever you want. That's really interesting to hear you say that because I feel like I can draw a lot of parallels between what you've described and Volo conversation. As much as we like to have everybody share, it is definitely a space where you can share as much or as little as you want to. And it's always, you know, very very much not necessarily to try and solve the problem, but more to try and understand it within yourself and not really have people necessarily, you know, try and fix it for you, but more just like help you uh, work your way through it on your own. And so that's, that's very interesting. It's just an interesting parallel. Yeah. That's a great way to look at it. Like when helping a friend or something, like I'm here for you. And I think that even if they don't open up to you, they'll feel more safe that way. So, Michaela, do you have any questions for us about Volo? I mean, I haven't heard of Volo before, but I, I do think what you guys are doing is super cool. Could you like tell me more about the retreats that you guys do? Because those yeah. are super interesting. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So there's like six retreats throughout the school year. And I think it's about like 10 to 12 kids, maybe, and two guides. And you go away for a weekend in like a home you share space and you're really just like connecting. Like these people live close to you, but 
you probably don't even know them. And you're cooking together, you're having meaningful, meaningful conversations, you're vulnerable. And you just like, it's this sense of peace throughout the whole weekend. And I think every Volo team can relate. It's just like an amazing feeling. And retreat is super fun. For sure. Yeah. yeah. We also play a lot of games and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good summary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Michaela and Levi, I'm interested. What do you guys think, like, if the adults in our lives could take away one thing about this episode that we just talked about? What's one thing, like, you want to repeat or for them to take away? I have to say one thing that I'd really like everyone to take away, adult or not. Teens and young people are really dedicated to talking to each other and to opening up with each other and to resolving the mental health crisis as it now is. And we have goals and we'd really like your help to make our goals a possibility with whatever routes that may take. Yeah. I think one thing I hope people take away is that problems, I guess this goes to everybody, but problems don't necessarily have to be solved for somebody else. Sometimes it's more about just being there for that person that can help the most. So I'm curious for both of you, what brings you hope when it comes to mental health and teens and young people? I think for me, what brings me hope is organizations like Volo and the Yellow Tulip Project. They're really building these communities and working together to destigmatize mental health. And I think it's amazing, like the work that they're doing. I agree. And like, even on a smaller level, teens, adolescents, and kind of everyone who's been supporting the mental health movement, it brings me a lot of hope to kind of see everyone who's willing to listen to people and willing to understand. And I think it's really awesome. So for every episode, we like to end with um, a single word that sort of encapsulates how we're feeling. Do you guys, would you want to start, Lila? Yeah, I think going along with the hope, I think I'm feeling hopeful. Gosh, one word. I was really nervous coming into this meeting (laughs) because I didn't know how it would go. But I'm feeling very ready. I think that I feel very informed. Thank you so much, Michaela, for sitting down with us today and talking about everything we've talked about. It's been great hearing from um, like a young person, you know, because we can all relate. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was a really wonderful experience and I really enjoyed meeting all of you. Thanks for joining us today. Like what you heard? We invite you to connect with us at followmain.org for additional ideas and inspiration. Music from this episode was created by one of our many talented teens, Miles. It was a pleasure having you in our circle today. Until next time, take care.